What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Come on, Uncle Jim, party start. Hear that music? From South Bend, Indiana, that's in America. It's sports yet. This is Jimmy Shorts. Thank you, Studio DNA Podcast Network. And here's your host, Corey Mann, and Indiana Broadcast Hall of Famer, Chuck Freeby. That's good. Now turn it off. Here's your official welcome to episode 117 of the Sports Yak. Welcome back, Chuck Freebie. Thank you, Corey Mann. This is the Joe Montana episode. I'm familiar with his work. Joe Montana won 117 NFL games in his brilliant professional career. Do you know, now last time we did Eli Manning, who was 116 and 114 in his career. Mm-hmm. A lot of games, a lot of losses. Joe Montana, 117 wins. Do you know how many he lost? Oh, boy. I don't even know where to even start. Just 47. Wow. 7-11 winning percentage is second only to Tom Brady. Do you put him in the top 10 quarterbacks of all time? Easily. Top five? I would. Top three? I mean, I think you you look at the record... That 7-11 winning percentage, I'm I'm sitting here with the all-time list in front of me right now. And as I said, second in winning percentage only to Tom Brady. Um, Certainly plenty of Super Bowl rings to go with that. Now, I know Terry Bradshaw has a lot of Super Bowl rings, but I think Terry Bradshaw was more a product of the Steelers' defense. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Montana had some good defenses on those San Francisco teams. But really, what made those San Francisco teams work was the genius of Bill Walsh, kind of a different offensive system, and the perfect guy to operate it in Montana. We've added a Sports Yak hotline at 574-210-7950. You can leave us a question, a comment, or just say hi, like these guys. Hi, my name's Tom, first-time listener, long-time caller. I uh, just wanted to say that uh, I love your show. I love everything you do. I love you. I think you're all amazing. And so I'm a big fan and just checking in. So um, there's that. Hey, Corey and Chuck, I really appreciate your sports yak. I try to listen to it about every morning. Keep up the good work. I appreciate the way you talk about pop culture, too. It keeps me informed in a lot of things, and I appreciate you guys so much. Keep in God's way. Great job. Thank you. And we're back. 
Boy, those were some nice things. How about that? Very appreciative of all the callers to express their viewpoints and and spread those compliments. We're also on social media, Sports Yak with two Ks on Twitter. Instagram's the same. You can email us, thesportsyak2ks at gmail.com. Where would you like to start, Mr. Freebie? Well, let's start with golf and the British Open going on now over in Northern Ireland. It's the first time they've been there in 68 years. There was, a, to me, an interesting article on Darren Clark, the golfer from Northern Ireland. He played here in the U.S. Senior Open. In fact, he got a little notoriety for the uh, time that he spent here at the U.S. Senior Open because his ball wound up behind a birdhouse on the Warren Golf Course. And he had his caddy move the birdhouse, and that was a two-stroke penalty. Oh. So. Did he know that previous to moving the birdhouse? Uh, he did not. Oh, okay. He, he, he did he learned, raise a cane? Um, he, he discussed it with the official, but the official showed him in the rule book where it was, and he goes, okay, I got to know the rules better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take my penalty. So. Darren Clark, anyway, grew up in Northern Ireland. And at the time of that he grew up in Northern Ireland was the time that they called the Troubles over there, a time of great violence and strife, a lot of bombs going off uh, because of the Irish Republican Army and things like that. And he's working as a bartender one night, um, I think as he's going to school and, of course, working on his golf career. And it's about 8.30 at night. And he gets a phone call. You've got a bomb in your place. It's going off at 9. Get everybody out of there. And they didn't mess around with it. They did. And sure enough, the place was flattened at 9 o'clock. Wow. What year was this? This would have been like 86. Mm. Okay. So uh, it means a lot for him for this tournament to be back in his home country for the first time in 68 years. Apparently, it means a lot to J.B. Holmes as well. J.B. Holmes is not one of the big names on the PGA Tour, but he is tied for the lead as we tape this, along with an Irishman by the name of Shane Lowry uh, at eight under par. Some of the people that you would not expect to be playing well in the British Open are. Some of the big names you would expect to be playing well in the British Open are not. Rory McIlroy was awful yesterday and carded a 79 in his home area. Tiger Woods does not, man, all of a sudden he looks old again and is having some physical problems, shot a 78 yesterday. I don't think he's going to make the cut. And then David Duvall, who, I mean, honestly has not been a factor on the PGA Tour in about a decade, had a 14 on one hole yesterday and wound up shooting a 91, which is almost unheard of at these kind of tournaments. Uh, But I do get a kick out of the British Open, Corey, because as my friend Eddie mentioned the other day, it's only if you get the BBC feed of the British Open, Mm -hmm. that's the best way to watch it because you hear announcers use words like rubbish, treacherous, he's in the cabbage Things like that that you don't hear U.S. announcers use. Gotcha. And it's it's just great fun. And it's a different style of golf than you see here in America. Their courses, by nature of the land, are different than what we have here. 
It's going to be a hot one inside Notre Dame Stadium, and we literally mean that weather-wise. We are currently uh, heading towards the mid-90s by lunchtime, maybe mm-hmm. this afternoon. Yeah. And then soccer tonight. Uh, Liverpool FC taking on Borussia Dortmund. I have to admit, I'm not soccer guy. I know that there are plenty of people here who are. I could bring in my buddy Pete Sampson from The Athletic, and he could wax prosaic about what will happen. He was very excited to attend the press conference yesterday with Jurgen Kloss, uh, who is the head coach of Liverpool FC, and hear from this football legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't attend because I, I didn't have any reason to, really. I, I suppose I could have played it for the people on this show, and I'm sure... There are a few people who listen to the yak who are like, how can you not appreciate this? And it's not that I don't appreciate it, but I will be honest with you. I don't understand it well enough to convey it to you, the listener. Mm -hmm. So maybe I have to do a little bit better job of doing my homework. But given what the other things that I have commitments to this week, it just wasn't something that I was going to spend my time on. Speaking of The Athletic, I think it was maybe a podcast on The Athletic. Jim Harbaugh said the comments about uh, Urban Meyer? Yes. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, in an article on in The Athletic, uh, basically took a dig at Urban Meyer and said, you know, he's he's been a really successful coach. Nobody can take that away from his record. But he's followed by controversy everywhere he goes. Urban Meyer's had a uh, winning record, uh, really phenomenal record everywhere he's been, but also controversy follows everywhere he's been. Pause button. Is that a true statement? I believe it is. I mean, if, if you look at Urban's career now, probably not at Bowling Green, probably not at Utah, I don't think. Certainly at Florida, there was controversy especially when we found out things about Aaron Hernandez afterwards that we know now. Here? Um, what do you mean here? Didn't he coach? Was he, he uh, coached the coach? here. He was a wide receivers coach here. He was an assistant. But we're talking about when it comes to being a head coach, as controversy. A head coach. Okay. You know, obviously at Ohio State last year, he serves the three-game suspension at the beginning of the year for what he did or did not know about his assistant coach and a domestic violence charge. Mm-hmm controversy of Florida. So there is some accuracy in Harbaugh's statement. Now, that said, it's not like Jim Harbaugh has been a clean sheet everywhere that he's gone. And let's face it, he's probably a little bit bitter because Urban Meyer beat him four straight times at Michigan. So that's a huge rivalry, obviously. And with Big Ten Media Days starting, it's kind of a A good reminder that college football is right around the corner. We are six weeks away from our first broadcast on Pulse FM. Uh, Earlier this week, I believe we noted that it's 50 days to Notre Dame football. I think that was last Sunday. 50 days to Notre Dame football, so now it would be down to 45. So the wheels are starting to turn for college football. Vacation's just about over for the coaches. I'll segue into this next uh, segment by saying you're celebrating your anniversary tomorrow by going to a Cubs game. It's what you both love, not just you being a selfish individual. Mrs. Freebie loves it as well. She does. She loves herself some Cubs baseball. In fact, here, here's one for you. So the other night when Schwarber hit his walk-off homer in the 10th, yes. 
And uh, we've got a house full right now. A couple of the kids are home from college. So, and, and any of you who have kids know what this is like, especially if you have kids who are um, of driving age and staying at your house. There's a part of you that listens for that garage door to go up because you want to know they're home. Yes. So neither one of us was sleeping that well. I make a point of trying to get into bed before 1030 because we're up awfully early to come in here and do what we do in the morning. And so I was trying to fall asleep. Diane's kind of puttering around and watching the Cub game I th- with the sound lower. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she had gone to do something when Schwarber hit the home run. So I actually hear her rewinding the DVR and replaying the home run. And I'm thinking to myself, as I'm laying there in the arms of Morpheus, thinking, okay, now I know what my lead is tomorrow morning. And sure enough, it was Mm -hmm. for our sportscast was the the call of the Schwarber home run. The basket in the basket! Uh, But yeah, she's very passionate about Cubs baseball. And so we'll be going up to watch the Cubs and the Padres Saturday afternoon with Jose Quintana on the mound for the Cubs, which is always a something of a perilous situation. What are you wearing? Have you picked it out? I'm. I, I don't worry about shorts and a t-shirt more than likely. Mm-hmm. You know. Now the question is, and then if there's one thing, we're very transparent here on the air. I mean, you've you've talked about your father-in-law's death and and how it's affected you. So it's our anniversary. I'm I'm in between here. Okay. Because okay, we've plunked down a good amount of money for the Cubs tickets. Yes. We're we're going up there. Uh we Did you got, go through a secondary market? Yes. Which one did you go through? Uh Seat Geek. Seat Geek? Yeah. Well, I've not done that one yet. Okay. Oh, okay. Are you happy with your service? Yeah. So far. Yeah, so far. Okay. You know, make sure you're gonna use it on tickets you, aren't counterfeit. I'll be using it on my phone. On your phone. Yeah. Okay. So, and we've got some things coming up. And so it's like, okay, after the Cub game, part of me wants to take her out to dinner. Yeah. And dinner someplace. But we're also going to be in kind of game apparel, T-shirts and shorts. And you might be a little soggy. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm trying to figure all that out. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll come to something. I love when you walk out uh, left field exit. Mm-hmm. Over to your left a little bit. Rocket Bar and Grill. R-O-C-K-I-T Bar oh, and Grill. Rock it. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. And you'll fit in just fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we might do something like that. Okay. Uh, Cubs, by the way, <laughs> Cubs two up on Milwaukee, two and a half on the Cardinals. Cardinals have been playing really good baseball lately. They're, they're certainly a team to keep an eye on, which as a Cubs fan, you always know that's the case. Uh, Milwaukee won a big series with the Braves last week. That was a little bit surprising coming off their loss to San Francisco. And the Cubs at least finally won a series with the Reds. But I don't think you take the San Diego team lightly, even though they're scuffling in the National League West when compared to the Dodgers. This is a young team with some up-and-coming players. Uh, They've got the National League leader in saves and Kirby Yates, who could well be trade bait for somebody 
Uh, they've got a couple of young sluggers. I like this Hunter Renfro kid that they've got. Fernando Tatis Jr. is one of the dynamic young players in baseball. Um, keep an eye on the San Diego Padres in the next couple of years. They could they could become something good in the NL West. I didn't get to see many games this week. Tried to keep my eye on the TV, but I read a couple articles. One of them was you, Darvish, saying he's 120%. Yeah. 120 Well, he's pitched very, very well the last two outings since the All-Star break. And somebody asked me online the other day, is, is you, Darvish, out of my doghouse yet? And I said, he, he's helping his cause. Let's yes. put it that way. And one of the big things I see out of you, Darvish, right now is he has only walked one batter in his last two outings combined. And that's impressive because that's not the U Darvish that we've seen in Chicago by any means. So if he can keep the walks down, if you give up an occasional solo homer, it's no big deal. It's when you walk a couple batters and then you groove one and it winds up being the three-run homer that the problems have been there for Darvish. So finally gets his first win at Wrigley Field in a year and a half as a Cub. And hopefully he can be a difference maker here in the second half. Another article I read this week was uh, David Haw, who I still consider kind of a local homeboy. Well, from North Judson High School and yeah. started at the South Bend Tribune. Having a very successful career in Chicago. He very. wrote a article about Joe Madden and a more than likely exodus from the team from upper management, maybe October, if not sooner. But he talked about in the article about how Joe Madden is very much loved in Chicago. He is. And the the thing that surprised me or made me think about that was we've had coaches here because of the University of Notre Dame that were beloved, but it was time to go, but they've left their mark on the community. Sure. You know, and I drive past the local hospital here and I see the Brian Kelly Brian. Cancer mm-hmm. uh, Center and you and you know it makes me wonder of when his time comes it's like, well, do I take my toys with me and go, or do I, you know, it's just stuff like that. Like, you know, Joe just opened a new restaurant. They kind of do a post-game show there now. Right. Yeah. You know, there's there's so many moving pieces to when someone comes in and really becomes part of the community. Well, now remember, Joe's also a businessman. Yes. And he's getting paid $6 million a year to manage the Cubs, which is one of the highest salaries in Major League Baseball. So if you're paying that kind of money for a manager, you have an expectation of return. Sure. And I think Joe would tell you that that's a fair expectation. Joe Madden's also one of the older managers in Major League Baseball. And while he was one of the first, I think, to adopt this analytics approach that has taken over the sport, many others, many younger, many cheaper, have infiltrated the game. The question will be, if the Cubs decide to part with Joe Madden at the end of this year, a lot of people expect the former Cub catcher and former Yankee manager Joe Girardi to be first in line for that job. Okay. I don't know if that's the right move or not. Joe Girardi, but the Cubs now are more of a veteran team than they were when Madden took over. When Madden took over, Rizzo, Bryant, Russell, Schwarber, all that ilk, were young guys. Well, Rizzo's 30 now. Bryant is up around 20. They're they're not old, but they're veterans. Yes. They've been in the bigs a little bit. 
So maybe a guy like Girardi is the right guy to handle them because one of the one of the criticisms of Joe Girardi with the Yankees was he wasn't very good with the young players. Well, the Cubs may not have so many young players by the time Joe Madden leaves. Still, still question whether he'll leave or not. You know, I, I think Theo's just waiting to see how this second half pans out. Yeah, you're also watching players and whether or not they step it up going on. We want to save our coach's job, so let's win this thing because a lot of things happen when you win. <laughs> yeah, well, as the Cubs found out in 2016. Yeah. yeah. Now, to go back to your point, Joe Madden's a businessman, too. And if Joe Madden's restaurant is doing well in Chicago, he's not going to pull the steaks out of there. Right. Literal steaks, S-T-A-K-E-S or S-T-A-K-S. Uh, well, I, it's I like having a Ditka's or a Harry Carey's or a Chelios or, right. you know. I can't see Brian and Pocky Kelly pulling their name off the marquee at St. Joe Med Center. Right. You, you do that because breast cancer... And what it's done to their family means a lot, and you're trying to help people. So even if Ryan Kelly does not win a national championship at Notre Dame, and despite what people think of him and the legacy that he leaves behind as a football coach, I'm sure he'll leave that legacy behind as a human being. Sure. Um, and that's... That's the way it should be, quite frankly. I heard a great great quote. Uh, do you remember the movie Gladiator with Russell Crowe? Yeah. The what we do here on Earth echoes in eternity. It's that kind of thing. You know, as a human being, you're leaving your mark. You're leaving a legacy, and you're absolutely right. I'm not going to, all right, tear down that wing of the hospital. We don't live here anymore. Exactly. Yeah. You're still doing good and making a, making a difference on a daily basis. Hmm. Hey, uh, speaking of baseball, I went and purchased two baseballs last Friday. Now, this one says official league on it. It does have the MLB logo on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the official league is ABU. Don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, Now, this particular baseball, this... I guarantee you this is not a Major League Baseball. Not what they're using. No. Uh, just from the way the horsehide feels on it. Uh, raised stitching. Does have raised stitching, which, again, the criticism of the current Major League Baseballs is the stitching is not as raised, therefore more difficult for the pitchers to grip. That's why they're getting blisters, and that's why it's more aerodynamic. And uh, flying through the air with the greatest of ease as home runs continue to fly out of major league ballparks. I thought that was interesting. A little soft too. Well, that's another reason yeah. why. Kind of almost bouncy. So yeah, I got that to have uh, an artist autograph, and as you can see, I completely forgot. So well, that'll happen. <laughs> uh, you were mentioning here as we got ready to record the show. Uh, as you do your research, you do it often on Twitter. Yes. And they've been warning us that changes are coming on Twitter. Now, their idea of a warning is, hey, look at the new exciting changes coming on Twitter. For many of us, we think, okay, how are you going to ruin it for us now? What have they done? 
They have taken uh, over on your left side of the screen of the desktop version, you have home, hashtag explore, notifications, messages, bookmarks, lists, profile, and more. Under more, you have moments and you know, settings, blah, blah, blah. I already hate that. I already hate that. <laughs> because when I hit moments before, which is now under a drop tag, I could see uh, what's trending, sports, entertainment, fun, and something else. So I could immediately see quickly what was happening in sports because Twitter is in real time. Yes. I can't find where the sports, what's happening right now, I can't find it as of yet. Trends for you. All right, now if I click that over here, I can personalize it, but you know what? It had already been personalized. So there, I mean, well, this is very much pop culture for me. Right. Because they're using algorithms that they notice what I'm doing. But still, I had, I it was set a certain way. I liked it. I don't like this. And I also do lists. I follow a ton of people, but I only care to read a certain amount of tweets. Right. So I have what's called the real deal list. So I follow that. And it, it's, you know, if you get on the list, congratulations to you. Well, thank you. You're on the list. So, you know, I got to go hunting for that now. I just, eh. ah. But this is still your social media of choice. You prefer Twitter over the book of faces or the well, Instagram? I, f I, you and I differ in that I get more interaction on Facebook and Instagram, which I prefer. I don't get any kind of interaction on Twitter. Hmm. It's, it's strictly a promo piece for me to push out this podcast. And yeah, I kind of watch it now for news. Well, I, yeah, I think Twitter is a great source for, yeah. for news as long as you don't overreact to what you see on Twitter because, well, as we've learned, uh, people will just make stuff up and put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no policing of this. But as far as, you know, I, I do like feedback and people commenting, at least on my stuff, I don't go reading comments of any kind of news story. That's the worst thing you can do. Oh, But, like, personal stuff, it's Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Twitter's just uh, kind of over here. So. Now, let me steer this back to sports because we, we touched on Big Ten football media days. Mm -hmm. Six weeks to college football, five weeks to high school football, and I think the Bears and Packers kick off now in uh, 48 days. This is Tim Newton, the voice of Purdue football. You're listening to Sports Yak, the number one sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Actually, the only sports podcast on the network. Here are Chuck and Corey. Which are you most excited about, high school, college, or the NFL restarting? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm excited about all three. Uh, I feel like I'm paying more attention to high school now because of what we do here. Right. And um, someone once said, and his name was Donald Miller, he wrote a book called Blue Like Jazz about 15 years ago. And the opening paragraph was, I hate jazz. But I was on a street corner watching a saxophonist with a bucket for money playing jazz and his love and passion for it. And his idea was when you see someone love something, only then can you start to love it yourself. 
I believe that. So I watch you and your <laughs> love of the game. Like I, I come to those high school games to watch you do your thing because I am a fan of what you do. I've started to love it more. Does wow. that make sense? It does. I, I, I'm, I'm flattered. I'm appreciative. Oh, I don't. I, I don't think people. There's people I bet that listen to this that would love to have that opportunity. Where I take advantage of it. I come and watch you do what you do because you're really good at it. Sure, because you can play your big-time media card, and most yeah. most people can't. Uh, you know, College it, it, football I love because they don't play for a check yet. Right. Um, I'm still a little... They eh. kind of do, but... You know, what I, you know what I mean. Yes, I do. But I'm still kind of, eh, from last season, learn to beat an SEC team, and uh, I'll get more excited. Yeah, I, so, for you... It's more about the Notre Dame football experience yeah. than the whole college football experience. Yes. Here's here's what I'm – if I had to put them in level of priority, mm-hmm. the NFL would be my third. And part of the problem for the NFL in my world is that by the time I get done with a weekend of covering high school and college football, I get to Sunday and it's just like, I'm about football out. Yeah, your fumes. And so the NFL just doesn't, that's my third level of interest. Mm-hmm. I'm interested, but it's my third level. I'm not going to sit there and play fantasy football with you. Nope. I, I loathe fantasy football. And so that's that's not my world. Then between high school and college football, the disappointment that I had with college football last year wasn't just that Notre Dame laid an egg in the playoff. It's that all three of those playoff games laid eggs. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a close one in the bunch. And so you you have this buildup of the season. You get to what should be the best part of the season, the postseason, and it's really the worst part of the season. And so that was my disappointment with college football last year. High school football, in my eyes, rarely disappoints because while you can say, okay, we're going to round up the usual suspects, you know Penn's going to be good, you know Mishawaka nine times out of ten is going to be good, you know Northwood is perennial power. Can we throw Edwardsburg in there? Of course. Throw Edwardsburg in there. There are always teams kind of on the rise and on the fall and and you see this new talent come in and it makes me appreciate the coaches who can sustain a program over a period of time Mm -hmm. because you're getting a constant influx of talent now i realize you do the you do the same thing in college too you've got this constant rollover of talent but there are certain programs in college football that are always going to get the better players. In high school football, and I know there is recruiting that goes on in high school football. I'm not naive. But to a certain extent, it's whatever program you put in place to develop those kids is what succeeds. Mm-hmm. I hear you. So I would I would probably go high school a narrow one over college, but that is certainly as anybody who's listened to this show over 117 episodes knows, that is more of our focus 
than the NFL. doesn't mean we're not going to talk about the NFL. Of course we are. Yes. Especially if the Bears and Colts are good again, which we would expect. Heard a lot of good things, speaking of the NFL, about Frank Reich yesterday, who spoke at the prayer breakfast in Elkhart. Oh, okay. And uh, ran into some people last night that had seen him and, and were really impressed with him. For those of you who don't know, Frank Reich, the Colts coach, is a former church pastor. And so he <laughs> he had, you know, and and I understand why you laugh, because I think most of us try to picture our church pastor yeah. coaching an NFL team, and it's rather ridiculous, but here he is. I'm, I'm laughing, actually, at the three unanswered emails that I sent asking if we could have him on before that breakfast. Yeah, I know. And, uh, yeah. You need a little help with their media team. Or they just don't care. Whatever. They don't appreciate the power of the yak. Power? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. With great power, Chuck, comes great responsibility. Well, we try to carry ourselves in an Spider-Man almost responsible, almost responsible way. Mm-hmm. We have kind of, we've made our way through this list. Um... We threw in a little pop culture. Don't forget 50th anniversary of the moon landing tomorrow. Uh, the Top Gun Maverick trailer is Ooh, worth a watch. Yeah. We have a year. We literally have a year, but I like the seed that's been planted. Uh, Lion King is out this weekend. We'll try to go see that. That I, I'm kind of interested. I'm hearing uh, the next level of animation, yada, yada. Um, the Jack of All Trades documentary, I did find it entertaining. Okay. It's the baseball card mm-hmm. documentary about a kid who's grown up. His dad had a baseball card uh, store and collection. He's hoping to cash in on this pile of cards at his mom's house. It does not go the way he thinks. There is some language in there, but I, I think you'd find it interesting. It's 85 minutes, so it's pretty quick. All right. Yeah. And it, there's nostalgia in there. I know you were a baseball card collector back in the yeah. day, so I think... I think you'll get a kick out of Foul Ball Paul and the other uh, guy who holds the Guinness World Records for the amount of cards he has. I think $2 million, which, wow. you know, are worth literally nothing. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Well, we'll have a lot to talk about when we reconvene on Monday. Monday it is. As always, 574-210-7950. Question, comment, or you're just saying hi and where you're listening from. The Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com. For our Yakophiles out there who wanted their Eric Kratz update. Kratz <laughs> attack! The pride of the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Barons had three hits last night against Columbus. Man, he's been swinging a good bat down in the minor leagues, 339. Maybe he'll get called up again. Thanks for listening as always. Hit the subscribe button and listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker.com. Until next time, sports fans. Ooga looga, Heine Manoush. This is the Sports Yak Podcast. The following has been brought to you by Rabbit Wigs and the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You've been listening to Sports Yak, all sports information. All that you've just been heard has been copywritten. Don't steal any of this stuff. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's good.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.